the fire. Our founders, they really knew that faith was the center of a self-governing people, and that's why that we would only need a limited government to get along with each other. Well, in the liturgical view of things, the power is centered and rooted in one's relationship to God, who acts in history for us, and it emanates out from there. That's what I love about it. The church's calendar keeps us personally focused on what matters, and the world calendar is there because that's the place where we get to live out our life for Him, for others. Welcome to... Through the fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. Hello, hello, everybody. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in our neighborhood. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this is Through the Fire. In fact, people are putting up their lights. Some even had them up before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, that's right. It was like they couldn't wait this year. They wanted to put something up that reminded them and others that there are still good times and good things despite the cultural and economic challenges today, don't you think? Yeah, I think you're right, honey. I mean, well, first of all, it's great to be back. Good to see you. Good to be in studio with you today. I thought you were going to sing that first part. Well, you know, people do love my voice. (laughs) I'm so good at singing. (laughs) It's beginning to look look a lot like like Christmas. Christmas. That was very nice. I know, right? Yeah, we should go knock on some doors tonight. (laughs) They'll pay me to stop (laughs) singing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, listen, it's been a rough fall for the things that we believe in, the things that we have, are passionate about, and the things that we think are right for our country. But it seems like uh, a lot is unraveling at the moment, and the things that people cherish are under attack or even being rebranded. Maybe that's even what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the elections seem to pit Americans against each other like never before. And suddenly, you know, this is what's amazing to me, things like faith, family, freedom, these words are now suspect in our culture, when for many they are still the foundation for life. So crazy times for sure. Maybe that's why people are putting up their lights. Kind of reminds me of that story, right? These are the best of times. These are the worst of times. That's actually a song, Larry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in my work, too, seriously, I mean, holiday times tend to test people emotionally more than usual. You know, times of celebration have the potential to also amplify loss or magnify already existing right. challenges. I mean, sometimes it becomes unbearable to face getting together with others to celebrate the most important spiritual faith event of Christmas and attempt to continue traditions because there are real faith, political, social, and generational differences among the people that are gathering. You know, it may seem as though others may have no care at all in this world about the items that are weighing really heavy upon our own hearts. For example, you know, in our own family, there are members who have proclaimed that they do not believe that the Bible is a divine word of God anymore. And they believe in and support socialism and ideals and programs. But you know, really, they don't really understand the ramifications of doing that. And that's why I wanted to talk with you about something that you shared around our breakfast table one morning a while back, which is the Advent perspective, or the Advent way of looking at things. Uh, Are you talking about uh, that morning when I came? Yeah, things were going crazy that day. And I came down the stairs with a picture of the church calendar. And I said, I'm sure glad it's Advent time. You talking about that? Yes, that day you were actually dancing a little jig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I tend to do that in the morning. You know? uh, yes, you do. Uh, well, listen, you know, I do remember that day because it is fundamental. Again, I remember I needed the comfort that came from the perspective, that focus. I was just doing my devotions. I saw this picture in my appointment calendar book, and it was pointing at this Advent time 
logo on the Christmas calendar, not mm-hmm. not Christmas time, you know, mm-hmm. for the Christians. And then all the preparations and celebrations of the church's liturgical calendar. And I started to realize they don't jive with uh, what was happening at the time on the world's calendar. Uh, They don't even jive with how the world marks time. Mm -hmm. And then I think I said, uh, as Christians, we march to the beat of a different drummer, and that's good news because the drummer's Christ and his word. Yes, yes, that's what you said. And and you were having a really particularly tough day with what was going on in Congress, and it seemed that day, and it still seems like, you know, basic truth that all of us should be rallying around and celebrate or being discarded. And you said to me that you were glad that there was another place to look for joy joy, for power, for peace, to face the contests of the day. That's right. You were glad that in some ways we as Christians are out of step with the world around us as long as we are in step with a God who loves us, forgives us, and serves us. That's amazing. Yeah, you were thankful that it was the new year already for Christians, that it was an Advent time, not Christmas, and that the 12 days of Christmas, which come after Christmas, literally form the foundation of our New Year's celebration in January. But Mm -hmm. before we talk about why it's important for our lives, why it's vital to choose carefully what to focus on to properly prioritize what's important, let's share with our listeners what what this church year calendar, this liturgical calendar actually is. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because not every Christian Thank church, you. you know, well, yes, you're welcome, <laughs> follows this plan. The liturgical calendar for the church does many of the same things as the international Gregorian. Isn't that amazing? I have my own calendar. Yeah, Gregorian. The Gregorian monthly calendar does. <laughs> it not only marks times, it focuses our attention on the things that matter so we can be better prepared for it. So on the that Gregorian monthly calendar, you know, the January, December one, it helps us prepare, for instance. Like if it's January, chances are you should have a coat and gloves ready if you want to go outside. Mm-hmm. Or in the old days, it was important to have all the wood cut by the end of September for those long, cold winter nights. So the calendar helped prepare for the realities of the day. And if you didn't put the wisdom to work, you could be in real trouble. Okay, so what makes the church's calendar so different? Well, then? it's radically different. It's the focus of the calendar. So while the monthly one, you know, it focuses our attention on the seasons of the year or important dates in culture society, the church calendar's literally built on the person and work of Jesus Christ, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and the creation and purpose of his church in the world. And then the last day of the church year is is about his final coming to judge the living and the dead. And that one happened right after Thanksgiving already. So that's why we're in the new year. So just like the world's calendar, there are key dates, seasons, colors that focus our attention, and they deepen our understanding of the power of faith in Christ in our lives, no matter what's on the other calendars. And so Christians from around the world, from various traditions, all use this calendar. Think about this. In churches that are radically different in a lot of things, they're Mm -hmm. reading the same verses of the Bible and worship services each Sunday. Powerful stuff. That really is. So this calendar then focuses our attention all year on Christ. Right. Each season then brings out another aspect of his message, no matter what time of the year it is on the Gregorian monthly calendar, right? Right. So the seasons, you know, think about this. The readings of the first half of the church year focus us on God's work in the world through Christ. And the last half focuses on the work of Christ's church in the world till he comes again. And then the final Sunday is the Christ the King Sunday, when he fulfills his promise to come to judge again the living and the dead. And when you think about that, what he's basically saying is justice will always be served and mercy will always be offered perfectly on his terms alone. So the focus is the key. Throughout the year, our attention is always focused 
focus there and focuses our attention on what matters most. Mm-hmm. And there were concentric circles that put all of this in perspective. I like how that picture demonstrates the focus and the movement out from faith to action. Yeah, that's right. So the center circle, always Christ and his work for us and our faith in him. And then the first circle around that was the liturgical year. And mm-hmm. so again, you know, the movements of that, they all focus back on Christ. So Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Good Friday, Easter, and then the Pentecost season. So if you're a church calendar type of person, then Christmas can never be this syrupy, sweet baby Jesus family-only celebration, which does miss the point. It misses the brokenness and pain of this world because this baby, like the church calendar says, was born to go to the cross, your cross and mine to suffer and die in our place that we might live. So the message is the only one that has, like I said, perfect justice, perfect mercy at its core. And Mm -hmm. the calendar, the liturgical one, won't ever let you take your eyes off that. What people are forgetting is that God acts in history for us all, and that's the first half of the year. The rest is what God is doing even now through his people for others. So even there, it's a what would he have us do? And that first circle and centers and focuses around the other. And then finally, the outward circle, the monthly calendar, Mm -hmm. the one that most people know that dominates so many of our lives, That just reminds us that even though we're not of this world, we still live in this world for this world as Christ's people. So in that final circle, we, like everyone else in the country, have our calendar celebrations, July 4th, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, Columbus Day, and others. But as priceless as those are, they don't always hold, do they? Well, you can see what people are doing to some of those celebrations. Mm -hmm. They're actually going after them. So they don't always hold, especially if they're not rooted in something deeper. And I would argue they don't or they aren't because our country is losing the center. Our founders, they really knew that faith was the center of a self-governing people, and that's why they, we would only need a limited government to get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, in the liturgical view of things, the power is centered and rooted in one's relationship to God who acts in history for us, and it emanates, if you want to use that word, out from there. So that's what I love about it. Um, the church's calendar keeps us personally focused on what matters, and the world calendar is there because that's the place where we get to live out our life for him, you know, for others. So That is powerful because what you choose to focus upon literally can change your life for better or for worse. It's yeah. important what we choose to focus on. If our focus is continually on the pains, the challenges, the missed opportunities of our life, then this time of year becomes nostalgic only, as if regrets and remorse are all that is left. And as you were experiencing that particular morning, there are things that seem to be out of our control, and you are struggling as to what to do. And then the Advent theme and um, the message of it hit you right in the heart, didn't it? Yeah, it did, and in a great way. You know, Advent reminded me of the very biblical truth that the fate of this world is not in my hands or your hands or in our hands. And for those of you, again, got to say this because those of you who think that money, power, technology, or worse, government programs or our progressive wisdom, that somehow that's all going to save us, if that's what you believe, then the root of your unhappiness, your sense of purposelessness, your struggles, that's why they come this time of year. And so Advent, the first thing it does, it calls all of us to be serious about our sin, about our inadequacy, and to look not to ourselves for the solutions to the issues that matter in life, but to look to God alone. So, and again, this whole quarter, this whole fall season, you know, we were legislating abominations. Mm -hmm. I mean, like euthanasia even around the country. We're dismantling marriage. We're undermining the beautiful father-mother-child uniqueness of that institution. 
And those brash efforts, I mean, people are proud of this. No matter how joyous they appear at some to some at the moment, they are spiraling out of control away from the center that holds. And Advent time, that moment said, hey, wait a minute, you get refocused on me this morning. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it helped me reflect mm-hmm. on what God is doing in the midst of all this. You know, I could release my concerns to him. I still got work to do. You got work to do. We all do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ultimately happens is in God's hands, and it restored my sense of joy that no matter what the circumstance, you know, we could get about our business. It gave me strength to get back after things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, when we realize that God is the one who makes this possible, not ourselves, right? right? He's so much greater. We can rest in that realization, and that is a great thing. But listen, sometimes we can know in our minds, but we don't feel it in our hearts that God is our refuge and our strength. I, in fact, I just had a client say that to me last week. Mm. And, you know, we might have guilt in the way or anger or grief, and we need you know, charity, we need support, we need clarity. So one of the ways that we can get a handle on that when we're struggling is to talk with someone who has the skills to get to the heart of the matter and the willingness to be a supportive voice to help you find your way through whatever you're dealing with. And you'll get that and more if you call Condescent Counseling. So make the call if you'd like to talk with someone who genuinely cares about your well-being. Call 636 368 That's Condescent Counseling at 636 636- Three six eight five three eight three. So let's get back to being hit in the heart with a power, an Advent perspective. You know, you had a good way of saying this that day. You said, as Christians, we march to the beat of a different drummer. And right. that's a good thing when that drummer is Jesus, right? Right, right? And usually it's not, you know, when you're out of step. But it's actually a good thing in yeah. this case, especially if you know who's walking beside you and leading you. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like you were struggling with being out of step and what's going on in the world. Yet at the same time, realizing that can be a very, very good thing, right? Well, to make sure who you're in step with. I mean, right. that's what you're talking about. So, right. you know, when I was working on the Hill, you know, it's been exhausting this past year because this particular regime sees the traditional church. And I hate to say this, folks, but I've seen the legislation, and even the stuff, I'm thankful that some of it hasn't passed. But if you believe in the traditional things of the Bible, the Ten Commandments, the good news of Jesus Christ alone for all people, those teachings are becoming more and more and more out of step with culture, and people see it as diminishing in value for our culture. And it amazes me, because if you really look honestly even at our own culture, the worldview that helped birth the greatest freedom and prosperity for the most people in history is now suspect Mm -hmm. to the very people who are enjoying its benefits the most. So, you know, like, for instance, many people don't even see Thanksgiving as a time of giving thanks to God. They see it as a time of lament. It's almost like they see the need for a Savior, but a Savior that's much more like them. (laughs) And man, that is the worst place to look for all these things. And Advent always shakes all of us out of that kind of pietism and self-righteousness. It does. Advent can help us deal with real self-introspection, the real need for repentance and forgiveness, because it looks to what really holds in life, His presence in our life. God's holding on to us when all else is breaking away. Even when the world seems to tell us that we have nothing to celebrate, Advent says, you may have a point there, but when all you are looking at are your best efforts, (laughs) or the culture's best efforts, or the inebriations of momentary celebrations, and not the enduring work of God in this world, the liturgical calendar helps us with that too, because the church calendar reminds us that God is always, always at work in our lives. And honey, that's what hit me that day as well. And this was a real struggle. And then you came down and saw my face and that made you even happier. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I was. I had to look to God. I needed. <laughs> I needed even something more than your beautiful face. You know. Well, look. I guess it's. I look at it this way. When you don't like what's going on in the monthly calendar, it reminded me that that calendar is the least important one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could shift. They could change everything That's about right. it. And as long as we're still reoriented to what holds. So even if that one changes, it's not ultimately going to change if our focus is where it belongs. You know, it's funny, in my Liberty Action Alert, which is also heard on Family Vision, I had a guest, John Stone Street of the Chuck Colson Center. He said a pretty insightful thing. He said, in our secularism today, while it hasn't done well proving that God doesn't exist, they've been trying to do that, but mm-hmm. they realize, nah, that's not going to work because God's too powerful even for their silliness. But what they have convinced us to do They've convinced us that he only belongs in the privacy in our lives, as Mm -hmm. if God's really not involved in the day-to-day things Mm -hmm. of the world. And I think, again, that's where the church calendar shook me up and said, no, no, no. God is involved all the time, even if it seems like it's out of Mm -hmm. step with the world. So he's at work in the world, period, calling all people to himself. And sometimes, I hate to say this, he even lets us stew Mm -hmm. in our own arrogance. And he might be doing that. I don't know. Why? Because it's always about trying to refocus us back to him, Mm because he's the source of our life and salvation. So again, times of Advent, times of Lenten repentance, it refocuses us, and I think that's great to be in that kind of time period right now. Mm-hmm. Thank God that such times give way to Christmas and to Easter yeah, joy. Always. I mean, if we let them. Right. So let me summarize. This liturgical year calendar that the churches celebrate can truly be a blessing to us because no matter what time of year it is in our world, in our lives, it always refocuses or focuses our perspective back to what matters, to what right. holds. So some final takeaways. Let's let God's view of things be first, be foremost in your life, no matter what earthly calendars say. Things may be tough right now. That's why God's view of your eternal life matters today. And God's promise to be with you matter even more than worldly promises and solutions. And our sharing of those promises dramatically changes our view of life and can help us deal with our struggles and tragedies and amplify our joy. Yeah, I think, you know, God's powerful promises, he always keeps his promises. And, of course, the church calendar always focuses us Mm -hmm. on those promises, no matter what's being promised or not in the world in which we live. So, you know, I don't know if this is helpful. Folks, if you've never heard of the church calendar, you can look it up. You know, Mm -hmm. you can look it up and see what it is. And it's a rhythm to life. And look at the image, too, because it's fabulous. Well, I think think that's ours. Mm -hmm. I think that's our Lutheran church perspective on Mm -hmm. it. And maybe we can make that available. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is, is that this whole discussion, it comes down to simple things like put first things first and all other things will find their place in our lives. I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, you can't get second things by putting them first. You can only get second things by putting first things first. Mm -hmm. And then he gives some examples. He says, the woman or man who makes the pet the center of their life loses in the end, not only her human usefulness and dignity, but even the pleasure of dog keeping. Or the man who makes alcohol his chief good loses not only his job, but his palate and all power of enjoying the earlier and only pleasurable levels of intoxication. Mm -hmm. Even civilization will never be safe until it puts second things second, which immediately raises the question, second to what? 
And that's what the liturgical calendar finally says, second to this. Mm -hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God. So if you follow the church calendar, there are going to be proper times of sorrow, repentance, and reflection. Even that's going to root your faith and your hope and your joy in what really holds what lasts. So even in Advent, your Advent display, you know, display even in this time of repentance, joyful expectation Mm. as you prepare for the enduring Christmas joy. And that's what I love about what you do for us. You dress up our house, you play the right music, dance bake, celebrate, and give thanks, but even more, let the calendar keep us focused where it belongs on the person and work of Jesus. So I guess this was one of those times where I thought, well, that day really got to me, right? Mm -hmm. And when I said this Advent preparation just knocked me and refocused me, and it was the the one thing I needed, mm-hmm. maybe it could bless others. So maybe, you're practically running down the stairs to share that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So again, Advent preparation leads to Christmas celebration. Mm-hmm. By our faith, we do indeed march to the beat of a different right. drummer, and that's good news when that drummer is Jesus Christ, and that message and wisdom comes from his word, the Bible. So remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face every fire. And any fire. That's right. Christmas blessings, little embers. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See you you soon. soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org